I want to go on record this morning as saying that I believe that discipling and discipleship is the single most important activity in the church. In fact, I believe it is the commission for all believers in the church. I believe that uh, Christian doctrine is promoted through discipleship. I believe that church growth is a result of discipleship. And I believe that anything that happens in God's kingdom is a direct result of disciples and discipleship. I met a young man this uh, uh, two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago this coming Wednesday, who was a missionary to Liberia, and he is writing a book which some of us in this uh, auditorium or in this congregation are trying to edit and duplicate to send back to Liberia to um, put into the hands of those who will be starting the churches, and he gave these statistics. It said, if you were to disciple one person per day for 33 years, doesn't even make sense, does it? But if you were able to disciple one person per day for 33 years, you would end up with 8,000 and just a few disciples. Whatever one times 33 multiplies out to days per year. But... If you were to uh, train one disciple per year and teach him to disciple, and he in turn teaches one to disciple, becoming disciples themselves and disciplers, at the end of 33 years, there would be 8,589,924,529 disciples. I believe this is the most powerful, powerful concept that we have in our world today. I looked up in Webster's Dictionary, which is very interesting because a worldly book gives a spiritual insight into what a disciple is, and the disciple of it, or the definition of a disciple is this: a follower of Jesus Christ in his lifetime. One who accepts and assists in the spreading the doctrines of another. One of the twelve of Christ's inner circle. And this is the G definition, that's my definition, is a follower of Jesus who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of Jesus Christ. As we uh, look further into the scriptures, we find that the 12 apostles that this definition is speaking of were also designated apostles. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus called all of his disciples together, and he chose 12 and designated them apostles. And this is what the definition of an apostle is, and it's important for us to know both. A definition of apostle is one who is sent on a mission. Thus, we see uh, as Jesus' ascension, the uh, Great Commission, uh, also recorded in the uh, book of Acts, where it says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be filled with power, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the utter parts of the world, to the ends of the earth. And as a person of an authoritative New Testament group sent out to preach the gospel, made up of Christ's original 12 plus Paul. Now, they forgot Matthias. The scriptures tell us about Matthias. 
one who initiates a great moral reform or who first advocates an important belief system. An ardent supporter. Here's the G definition. An ardent supporter sent on a mission with the authority to initiate an an important belief system resulting in a radical life change. And that life change, of course, is the Christian life that Christ has given to each one of us, that God has given us through Jesus Christ himself. So today, I want to address two two questions very simply. First of all, what is a disciple? And secondly, what does a disciple do? Now, involved in the first question, what is a disciple? I want to ask this question. These are things just for you to ponder. I'm not saying that I'm the authority. I'm not saying that I know uh, the total answers to all of these things. These are things I just want you to ponder. What is a disciple? The first thing I would like you to uh, consider is can you even be a Christian without being a disciple? Can you even be a Christian without being a disciple? Because what is a disciple? According to definition, it is one who represents the one that he's serving, isn't it? So can I be a Christian without representing Jesus Christ, whom I have chosen Lord and Master of my life, who I've chosen to serve with my life? Disciple is not a designated group of people that just were written about in the Bible. They are everyday people today who sit in this room, who have decided to claim Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The second thing that we might want to consider this morning in in determining what a disciple is, am I currently doing anything that would indicate discipling or discipleship activity in my life? What am I doing with what I believe? What am I doing with my life? What am I doing with this statement that I belong to Jesus? And see, can I truly say I am a believer without being involved? Now, involvement is a very, very widespread. I mean, it's all over the map. Uh, I want to share just in a moment about Jesus calling the apostles and what he designated them to do and how everything we do flows out of what they have already accomplished. The second part of the question then is what does a disciple do And I guess that would come down to these four concepts that I just would like you to think about. What do you see as the most important need in the world? What do you see as the most important need in the world? What do you want most for your family? And what do you want most for yourself? And how do you most effectively extend those values beyond the span? Of your life. And it comes down to this To whom do I really belong? To whom do I really belong? Do I belong to me? Do I have the right to dictate my life and proclaim it to be righteous or whatever I choose to claim it to be? As we look at the question one, it could be summed up in radical, radical change. What does the idea of Christianity mean to you? 
What does being a Christian, what is the notion or the concept of a being a disciple uh, mean in your mind? And what does that concept compel you to do? Because it comes down to a belief system, doesn't it? Doesn't it ultimately come down to what we believe? What do I believe? Why do I believe what I believe? Who do you believe in? And what do you do with what you believe? And if we extend these concepts out, we have used up our life according to a value system that will be judged not by us, not by the world, but the one who sits at the right hand of the Father. Jesus had many disciples in his day. And in the Gospel of Luke, I shared with you that he called all of his disciples together. And as he called them all together, he looked around and he chose 12 of them. And he chose those 12 for a specific purpose to establish something that all disciples from that point forward would be involved in that entity and in the work that they started. In Matthew, the 16th chapter, it's entitled the Confession or Peter's Confession. And it goes something like this. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. But Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I never understood the closing statement in this passage of Scripture, but he told his disciples not to tell anybody that he was the Messiah. As we look at Jesus choosing 12 people and designating them apostles, there's 